Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business, and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. There's been those days where I'm looking at a negative balance the first couple of years, like, what are we, like, what is this? You know, this is supposed to be the pictures on Instagram of the people on the yacht, like, <laughs> and the private claim. But I think what my grandfather also hand, handed me was a journey of humility. Like, this is not about money. This is not about fame. This is not about living the life. This is about giving. You're listening to Donnie Success Champions, where I believe everybody is on a journey. Life is all about the stories you can tell and teach later. You're going to hear the stories of people who have overcome hardships, failures, and life to find success along their journey. All right, guys, gonna be another fun episode. I'm bringing in Miss Shailinda Scales, and dude, we have recently introduced to her through the veteran community, and I'm really excited for this one. She's got a fairly cool story. She's got a really cool company she's got running, so this should be a really, really fun episode. So I'm Donnie Bovine. This is Donnie Success Champions. Charlinda, welcome to the show, my dear. Please tell Thank us your story. You. Absolutely, Donnie. Yes, I'm so glad to be on this show. I listen to your podcast. I'm like, this is a good conversation. I, I can't <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, for everybody listening, I am Sherlyn Scales, and I am the servant leader of Mutt Sauce LLC. And Mutt Sauce is an all-purpose tomato-based specialty sauce. So if you're trying to put it in your mind, like what it's like, it's like Heinz 57. It's a sauce for every meal. It's been in my family since 1956. So that's what we do. We sell sauce. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you get into sauce? Because obviously you weren't born in the 50s. (laughs) 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 So tell us the story of Charlinda. I mean, how did you get here? Sure. So I am a Tennessee country girl. I grew up in Cookville, Tennessee, which is 45 minutes from Nashville. And I grew up with my grandparents and my mom. There's about 10 of us in a two-bedroom country house. And so that's really kind of the structure of what my life was like and what what motivates me because I'm a grandparent's kid and my grandfather his name was Charlie Farrell he was in the Air Force in Korea and Vietnam and he was also very passionate about food so when he wasn't being his aircraft mechanic you know guy out there on these planes he was dabbling in this sauce recipe that he wanted to create because he actually hated condiments he said people are so wasteful and he, he has a whole family of five to feed. And what can he put together that it doesn't matter what they're making and they can put it on there and it'll taste good. So he came up with the sauce. That's why I said 1956, because that's when my grandfather came up with this sauce. And the reason why it's called Mutt is because his call sign in Korea and Vietnam, when he was in the military, they called him Mutt. They said he could blend in anywhere. Someone <laughs> was not getting shot. It was It was him. 
<laughs> <laughs> everywhere. And so I called it much sauce and it became mine through, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know why I got this sauce. I'll just put it out there. I, it's going to be something people ask me all the time. And the answer is, I don't know. So I was serving myself. We're a four generation military family. We have served in every branch except for the Coast Guard, but we're still. Recruiting. Oh, so you served in every branch then? No, I'm kidding. So I, <laughs> you know, hardcore with it. <laughs> so I joined the Air Force, and while I was in, I had learned that I had inherited this recipe. But it was eight years after he had passed away. He passed away in 2005, and I was stationed at Wright Patterson, Ohio, when I learned that I was the one who got this. The only written form of the recipe he only wrote it down one time and so he told my my mother he said give this to he called me tutti frutti give this tutti frutti so here i am serving on active duty minding my own business thinking you know i'm gonna serve that's what i'm here to do and lo and behold i get this recipe that i know meant a lot to a lot of people and i didn't know i didn't have a entrepreneur background we're not like tabasco where they just raise ceos it's not like that <laughs> so now you have tutti frutti mutt sauce got it all right <laughs> and that's going out to the world forever. that's awesome that's awesome so you grew up in a small town mm-hmm. out in the country and it's cut yeah, I mean it's it's so country that that there's what ten of you in a two bedroom house. Yeah, man, were you guys you know working hay fields? Because that's how well I grew up. You know, I grew up basically on a hay farm in the Kansas area. Well, you know, a lot of the stuff out there. So we didn't actually have like a, a whole functioning farm. We did have like chickens and stuff like that. But my mom, she worked at. The, the Russell Stover's candy factory was big out in there. So a lot of them worked in the factory. My grandfather, because he was retired, he had his retirement check. So he basically took care of all of us on his retirement <laughs> check. So. Gosh, we got kind of a similar upbringing because, you know, when we lived in Kansas, we only rented the house. So we had chickens and horses and stuff. But mm-hmm. mom worked at Lee Jeans in the factory there, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Dad was a truck driver, you know, so he he had that. But I can remember around nine years old throwing hay bales on the back of trucks. So, oh, cool. Yeah. When you grow up in the country, you know, that just that lifestyle doesn't necessarily leave you. It's always there just kind of hanging out. So, it, yeah, I tell people, like, I could live all over the world and I'm just as redneck as I want to be. So, <laughs> seriously, like, you just can't take the country out. <laughs> <You can't. laughs> But, no, I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So so you went into the military basically just following the, the family legacy or? Yeah, that was it. And I got an ROTC scholarship and I almost, I didn't even know I'd gotten one. Honestly, I found out the day of the award ceremony at high school that I got a full ride to the school that I got, I got accepted to, which was Clemson. But I filled out the application in the back of class. Some kid handed it to me because I didn't want to listen to the trigonometry lesson. So <laughs> I, just, I filled out the scholarship application and bumped into my counselor in the hallway. And she, she's like, what's that? I was like, some scholarship. I don't know. She's like, well, let me see it. And she turned it in. So, <laughs> so that's how I, I ended up getting my scholarship. And I wanted to go to Clemson because I was an athlete. I torn my ACL senior year, so they were no longer scouting me for soccer. 
but I started getting these like infomercial like papers in the mail. Are you an athlete without a home? Yes. Join the Clemson rowing team. I'm like, okay. So I did. I, I rowed for Clemson on the women's crew team. I did ROTC. And then junior year, I walked onto the Clemson track team. So Nice. Yeah. Now tell me at least you, on the farm somewhere, you were in a canoe or you were in a little john boat, you know, where you learned. No, I, I, I can't swim. To <laughs> right? I can tell you, like, present day, I do not know. You see me at a pool party, I'm just there to be cute, all right? I'm just trying to get in the water. Mm. How can Shout you out to Lindsay Bauman because we actually did have a swim test. It was a half-mile swim test as part of the tryouts, and she swam. hope I'm not getting her in trouble. She swam with one arm while holding me under the water and dragging me the whole way. <laughs> She's like, we've been in tryouts for 11 weeks, chick. You are not about to not make this team because you can't. <laughs> Freaking swim. How the hell did you grow up in the country and not know how to swim? Come I on, there was a pond somewhere. Yeah, there probably was. We'd throw rocks in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. I mean, come on, in Kansas, the ponds would freeze over. You break out the, the ice skates and, you know, you're, you're skating over tree limbs and everything else. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I think you might be the first country person I've met that didn't know how to swim. That's that's really? so, so, so yeah. kudos. I mean, I can doggy paddle with the best of them. If that counts, but. <laughs> yeah, but doggy paddling for a half mile, that's, that, that's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, better come get me. <laughs> so you get on the Clemson rowing team, kudos mm-hmm. by the way, and then you walk onto the track team. Yeah, they made me a pentathlete. A what? Pentathlon, a pentathlete. So it's high jump, high jump, long jump, shot put, eight hundred, two hundred in a day. And obviously not not a hundred meter swim in, in there. There's no swimming. That's why. Yeah. Like, is there swimming? No. Okay. <laughs> so, so say it again. You you ran how far? So it was long jump, high jump, shot put, eight hundred meters, two hundred meters. God bless. Yeah, in a day, so you're pretty well exhausted. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Were you any good? I mean, it's Division One, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. got to be good enough that you walked on and then you took on a challenge like that. It was uh, great. I, I actually, I thought it was pretty much like having my dreams come true as far as sports because I love to run. I would do soccer in the fall and run in the spring, and I, I was a sprinter. So to be able to hang with that level of women who were retru- recruited to run for Clemson, I mean. If I'm if I'm fifth, I'm doing good. I'm <laughs> was it a situation where you were one of the first in your family to go to college type thing, or or is you following that path as well? My mom went to college. My mom graduated from college, but I was the first officer in my family, so I was the first. Well, mil- I was the first military officer. So was your grandpa still alive when you went to the military? He did my silver dollar salute, which is the first person to salute you when you commission. So that's like my favorite. One of my favorite memories of my life is him coming to Clemson to render my first salute. And he passed away the year after. Mm. So, what a memory. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Did it give you a hell that you went officer? No, he's pretty proud. He was, he was really proud. He, he would say, you know, back in the day to think, you know, his generation, it was like 
he would never see one when, when they would see one it's like if you saw a unicorn you know right 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 so now to be able to have him alive and say you know my granddaughter is a, a military officer you know he said it with, with pride so that's awesome that's awesome so now you're an officer in the military mm-hmm. and... i'm a reservist now are you really yeah i joined the reserves in 20 20- 2015, I did active duty for about 10 years. Girl, where do you hide all that hair? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look. If you look at my old pictures, they're like, yeah, when she left, like, she really let her hair down after. (laughs) She left because, I mean, yeah, back then, you can, I couldn't do that. A lot of people that see me now, they're like, who are you? No. Nice. So now you've been on a fun journey from country girl to college girl to freaking military officer, which is just badass, by the way. Well done. Um, And now you're playing reservist, which is Reno Army. And (laughs) (laughs) now you're, I mean, it's just cool that you're proudest moment that you can recall is your grandfather giving you your first salute and now you're honoring his legacy by carrying on his recipe. That's got to feel cool. Well, I was very humbled by this gesture and I tell people like it's hard because it's it's very emotional to think like this is a guy who he, he'd always made me work for something. So I couldn't just have an allowance or my childhood was not one where I would get, get things from him I always had to work for it and so even when he had passed away and mom says he gave you the recipe my first response was well what do I got to do I was always used to working go do a chore or go pick blackberries for your grandmother or you know do something and then you'll get something nothing is given to you and that was just the most humbling gesture to to have him give it I think that's where my motivation comes from. He didn't tell me I had to do something, but I feel compelled to Mm -hmm. do something. And that's why I I took the time to learn how to make a product like Mutt Sauce that I can share with people so they they can enjoy it. I didn't want to just hoard this thing, this awesome thing that he did to myself. That would just be a really, really selfish thing to do. Don't just put it in a box and say, hey, I have the recipe. (laughs) Well, you know, what runs through my mind is, and I don't want to take away from that passion that you're you're honoring him by your working for it, but I would kind of argue that you had done so much that he was proud of you, and that's why you got the sauce. That's why you got the recipe, because you had done so much. I mean, from an outside perspective, I mean, that's kind of, you know, that sauce was, you know, his gift to the world, if you will. And so he gave it to one of his prized professions, you know, prized possessions to one of the ones he was most proud of. Hell, and you got a cool name like Tutti Frutti, so. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's a cool thing, but, you know, with anything like that, that comes with a ton of responsibility, you know, yeah. because you want to honor, you know, his, I mean, you put his name on, on the sauce and now it's out there and now 
you know, you've kind of got that, that drive to, to thrive, if you will, you know, with his name and, and with what you're doing, you know, I love asking a question to young entrepreneurs because I'm one myself, mm-hmm. you know, how has the entrepreneur business owner journey gone so far? Has it been all sunshine and rainbows? Oh no. <laughs> Let's just keep it real, Donnie. Like there are days I'm just like, what the hell have I done? Like, Life would be so much easier if I just quit, you know? <laughs> I've never really quit in anything, but it's like you think of the cathartic feeling of laying down and not having anybody rely on you for something, but then right when you feel that way, someone calls you and says, oh, my God, you know, my my kid's now eating this vegetable. I've been trying to get them to eat vegetables, and I just put a little mud sauce on it, and holy crap, now they're, they're eating everything I cook. Like that's, you know, you get these experiences. As I tell people, people don't just say much sauce is good. They always share a life memory that has been created because of this sauce. And that's what compels me to go when I'm tired or when there's like $10 in the bank account or, you know, there's been those days where I'm looking at a negative balance the first couple of years, like, what are we like what is this you know this is supposed to be the pictures on instagram of the people on the yacht like (laughs) private claim but i think what my grandfather also hand handed me was a journey of humility like this is not about money this is not about fame this is not about living the life this is about giving and and giving of yourself and and helping other people and motivating them. It's everything that money can't buy are the priceless things that you're going to take from this journey. Just don't freaking give up. Just don't do it. And man, I don't know who said it, but, but uh, it resonated so well with me is nothing will help you understand who you are as a person more than being an entrepreneur. Yes. It's like, boot can't really like, it's like the ripping you apart like tear you to the seams and then build you back up yeah because because you like you you see all the success of people but what you don't see is the shit they went through to find that success right right and when you what built that mountain right (laughs) (laughs) and now you know you're living that journey right you're you're going through it and it makes the stories you hear and if i don't know how often you listen to podcasts but one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is how i built this by guy raz oh yeah and um, he's got an episode on there that you should really go listen to, but it's Chicken Salad Chick. And she's got a restaurant chain that's all about chicken salad. And uh, her story about starting the chicken salad place out of her house, out of necessity, and mm-hmm. what it is that company is now, I think would really hit home for you. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal episode. Okay. Right. But But what I love about these stories is, you know, Right now, entrepreneurs like the new buzzword, right? Everybody's starting their businesses and they're doing all this. And most people aren't lasting very long because they're getting stacked up against it, right? You know, mm-hmm. they're realizing that this is not an easy game. This is not, you know, for the faint hearted. And, you know, what do you think has become the reason you found some grit to keep pushing forward with this? Well, I'm a pretty stubborn person. Let me tell you. <laughs> I know. 
Most yeah. country folk are, just so yeah, you know. Just, you know <laughs> it's like, I got this. I can, I can do this. But I guess I was getting so much joy out of the self-actualization. You know, it gave me a confidence that I didn't know that I had. And it unlocked a passion that I didn't know that I had. So I'm not the cook in the family. I can cook, but I mean, if you were to put me up against my family members, no, I'm at the bottom. I suck. <laughs> you know, don't ask me for the pecan pie because, you know, they're not going to eat it. <laughs> but at the same time. Girl, you're blowing me away. So not only are you a southern girl who can't swim, country girl who can't swim, <laughs> now you're a country girl who can't cook either. I mean, come on. <laughs> that I can't cook. I'm saying on the hierarchy of my family tree, I'm not the best one. <laughs> but, but I've always been passionate about helping people. And I think, you know, say the old Tennessee volunteer, I didn't realize just how passionate I was about helping other people till I started the business and said, well, maybe I'm not good at making this product. So he made it. So he made the product. My job is to to give and to teach and to help people. So that's why I say I, I'm I've gotten out of it that. That's what keeps me going is because I can see now that just by not giving up now, that's doing something for someone. Or you know, people say I'm at year three and I want to give up, but then you just posted that you're at your five year anniversary. I can do this. and I think just my my not giving up is helping some people and and I I have to keep myself humble that's the thing just stay humble and keep going and have faith that all the rest of stuff will fall in line all the stuff that that means stuff to other people like the money you know (laughs) like (laughs) making a million dollars well that means something to somebody it'll I'm confident to say it'll get there at some point, but that's not what motivates me. That's what gets me going and keeps me going is knowing that someone is, someone's watching and they're being motivated simply by my stubbornness. I love it. I love, you know, because I have the similar thoughts with my business and it's, it's, it goes someone along the lines of I'm more scared of what people will think if I fail. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. and so that's a lot of my drive to continue pushing forward, because similar to you, we always know somebody's watching. Right. Somebody's watching to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, there's some people that are watching going, I told you she was going to fail. I told you oh, she yeah. was going to quit. Right. And that's fuel. Right. Because mm-hmm. hold my beer and watch this. You know, watch yeah. what happens. Right. Watch what I can do. But they're catching you in a moment, too. And yeah. I've noticed that some people, like, they want you to be open about the problems that you're having, not so they can help you out, just so they can just say, yeah, well, she's not as good at this thing. The business isn't doing as well as we thought. Well, this is this moment, okay? And then next week, we have 15 purchase orders, and everything is fine, and the right. story is different. And they're like, oh, I thought you were... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> stick around. Yeah, you know, and that's why entrepreneurs are crazy. Yeah, we're insane. Yeah, you got to be. Cause you got to have one foot on crazy, one foot on, you know, the gas pedal, and one foot on, oh, I'm about to lose everything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, where do you think all this is going to take you? 
I mean, are you going to replace Heinz 57 on the table type thing? <laughs> well, this next year, 2019, is going to be pretty busy for myself and for Mutt Sauce. We did just get a contract with Kroger. Oh, so, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Kroger is placing their first purchase order in the spring, and I'm still waiting on Are that. you in ju- just in, in your in your area, or is it going across the U.S.? Are they doing like a test from like 11? Yeah, I was approved for the nationwide planogram. The division that I asked to start with is called the Cincinnati Division okay. in Ohio. So we're based out of Dayton, Ohio. And I said, I know that there's like 350 stores in Ohio. I would like around 60. So the number that people have been hearing is estimated 60 stores because that's what I asked Kroger's like, don't give, me, don't give me everything because I need to make sure the whole automation is, is up and running, the manufacturer, good distribution, make sure all the packaging is good. I got to know that I have a big, big enough sales team. I don't want to fall flat on my face with the biggest contract we've ever had. So smart. Yeah. Smart. And, you know, on the outside perspective, I mean, it's a good business move because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And it's worse to go out the gate and take on more than you can chew and then not be able to fulfill it versus taking on a smaller thing and learning through that process. What was it like when you realized you got the job from Kroger? Hey guys, it's Donnie here, and I just want to let you know that we've recently launched a content development company, and this company helps people get social content. You know you need to put out a lot of content nowadays to get engagement out there in all your social platforms, but we've come up with a really cool way to help you get videos, blog posts, memes, social posters, and infographics for you know, whatever social site you need. So check us out at successchamps.us and learn more about how you can get social content for your social media. Support for this podcast comes from Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. Point Blank Safety Services does safety differently. We know everyone is on a journey and we want to make sure you get where you're going safely. Professional, trained, ready. There's really no comparison. Here's why hiring Point Blank Safety for your next project will make all the difference and save you huge amounts of stress and hassle. Point Blank Safety Services provides certified, uniformed police officers for a full suite of armed guard services. Don't leave the safety of your project to chance. If you're ready to make sure safety truly comes first for your next project, then visit us at pointblanksafety.com. nonchalant about it so everybody out there like getting into Kroger is like getting into like it's like Fort Knox like (laughs) they are at the top of the grocery food chain and I had I had mom and pop stores I had a lot of those independently owned grocery stores in this area I actually had eight Kroger stores that were on the shelf through another program called buy local well, they had you know, spilled the beans. They told me I'm a hustler. They said you can go and talk to the grocery manager and get in the buy local program. So I was in my little Honda just beating <laughs> uh, the highway. I was pitching to any and every Kroger store in my radius. And so when the time came to apply to corporate Kroger, they're like, "Well, what stores are you in?" And I said, "Kroger." I'm like, "No, you're talking to Kroger. What stores are you in?" I'm like, 
Kroger. So <laughs> corporate Kroger did not have corporate Kroger is a different system than the buy local program. So I was nowhere in, I was not trackable. And that's what they realized, like, we need to just, we need to change these programs because we're not able to track these small businesses. But she just said she's in eight Kroger stores and we didn't even know it. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so the the process was you have to put all your stuff in this online system for review by corporate Kroger. And you have to wait for these automated responses that either say under review, accepted, approved. And so I'm reading these and I, it looks like hieroglyphics to me. I can't <laughs> understand this because I've done it myself. Instead of using a, a food broker, I, I did the whole process by myself. And when I when I was emailing them, I was like, it's been like two months, two, three months. I haven't heard anything. And so I emailed the lady. I was like, I'm just trying to check the status. She's like, oh, yeah, you were approved in the nationwide planogram. I'm like, when were you going to freaking tell me? <laughs> like, it's the most casual, you, you were approved. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But it also just shows the difference between a small business and big business because, you know, to Kroger in the overall scheme of things, you're just a skew. And, and you know, you know, to yeah. them, it's, it's for you, that's like a game changing, you know, type moment. You know, yeah. I just. That was like uh, drop the laptop, run through the house screaming. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, balloons going oh, yeah. off, fireworks, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I got the approval, and and now what they're doing is they're actually going and making the the planogram, so they'll tell me where I'm going to be at on the shelf uh, specifically, and then you know how much of the product that they're going to order per store. We have four flavors, and I think they accepted three of the flavors, and then you know how many cases per flavor per store. Awesome. Awesome. So that first grocery store that you got your, your sauce into, what, I mean, did you walk in and like just take the lid off a jar and say, try this? It was so funny because my first client actually was a Hilton hotel and the chef there, he just wanted to have something that he can make something unique in their kitchen with. So I asked him to make me a rack of ribs and I took a half a rack of ribs and like a little meal and I set up something with the grocery store. It was Dots Market, a small, well-known in this area grocery store. There's two of them. And I took a meeting with the grocery manager, and I put the ribs in front of him. And I started talking about my product. And I was like, what do you think? He's like, these ribs, these ribs are the bomb. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. By the way, the ribs were made with smut sauce. And so they ordered, like, a whole bunch of sauce. And that was it. I just... I feed them. I call it the taste and believe. So so if you're trying to get a sauce into a grocery store, go hook up with a chef that can cook his ass off. Have him cook yeah. the best ribs he can do. <laughs> right? That's awesome. I was like, are you even listening to my pitch right now? Because <laughs> he's like face deep in this thing. That's so awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. So that you was know, my tactic was just feed them and – it's then, smart though. I mean, if you're not getting the the product in their mouth and it's a food based product, you're not going to sell it, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I would have been in those shoes, I probably would have put on about twenty pounds because you know, <laughs> <laughs> carrying all that food everywhere. You Man, know. 
it was, you know, after a while, I was able to, you know, just bring the bottle. Some of them, they just want to taste the actual product. But that's what I did for my first couple of accounts. I picked up those two dots market. And then I went to, I did a lot of farmer's markets. So, you know, people will see me in Kroger. They want to know what the journey was like. It was a lot of door to door you know, pitching, feeding them, doing demonstrations at farmer's markets. Ohio's a big festival state, so I signed up for every festival, strawberry festival, sauerkraut festival, popcorn festival. I was there. That's awesome. That's And, you know, and and I'm I'm so glad to be a part of sharing that story because that's the side of it that nobody gets to see, right? That's Mm -hmm. the actual grind, if you will, of building a successful business, and even though you're still on the climb, someday somebody's going to look at you and go, wow, she's an overnight success. And, you know, you can be able to look, turn around, look back and go, honey, look and see what all the crap I went through, right? right? Like, I will show them my Honda that has more dents and scratches and all kinds of stuff. And they're like, you see this Honda? Because that was the thing, Dari. I wanted a BMW. I said, when I make a certain rank, I'm going to walk into a BMW dealership and I'm going to pay cash for that thing and roll out. And people ask, how did you pay for your first production? I was like, I drive a Honda. I did not get my BMW. And I took that money that I'd saved for a sports car and I put it all into my first production. So my, all my savings for my, my whole military career up to that point. That's was, so awesome. Was the bootstrap. And I still drive the Honda. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, why? I mean, I, that teaches you. Another thing that entrepreneurship teaches you is like the true value. Like what, what's important to you? It's more important to me that someone is getting this product and having these experiences and these memories than it is for me to roll around in a be in a Beamer. Like, I get more joy from them having thoughts and having a BMW. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I love the tenacity that you've, you've found, whether it was, you know, because of your upbringing, whether it was because of the military, whatever. I love that fire because, you know, it takes a certain type of individual to get punched in the face by life over and over and <laughs> over again and keep moving forward. So freaking good on you, girl. Thanks. You know, a lot of really cool things coming in your future. And I think it's going to be one hell of a story to continue to watch. But I know a lot of listeners that are hearing this thing are going, okay, we've been talking about this stuff. You've been pouring this crap on ribs and everything else. How the hell do I get my hands in some of this? (laughs) (laughs) That's the important question. Right, right, right. Do me a favor. Describe mutt sauce. So, so you know, I know you said it's kind of like a, a Heinz 57 type idea. Yeah. But you got three flavors. Walk us through that really quick. The original mutt sauce, I would say it's sweet, tangy with a little bit of heat. So it's hard to put it in a category like barbecue because you okay. know how the Carolina style or you know some Texas of that style, mutt. Kansas City yeah, style. Yeah, because it has tomato paste. It has vinegar it has mustard it has all of those in it so it's just whatever your palate is used to is the the note that will stand out to you but it's tomato based so it looks like barbecue but it's sweet tangy with a little bit of heat the original recipe is what we call the sweet and spicy so when people go on muttsauce.com it's the sweet and spicy is the original that's right up my alley and then i'm actually allergic to pepper 
So. Well, that sure. sucks when you're making. <laughs> I know. It's like the weirdest allergy on earth. It's just dumb. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to pepper, and my grandfather didn't want me to be left out at the dinner table, so he would make one that did not have pepper. When I started the business, I had two flavors: original and sweet and spicy. Pissed off the whole family because they're like, "Why is the original your version?" That's not the original recipe. I was like, I don't know what the other one tastes like. So <laughs> I, that's why it's not the original. <laughs> so the original has no pepper, which is the version I grew up on. There's sweet and spicy, which is the original recipe. And we also have ghost pepper, which came from customer feedback. So when I started putting this out here, you're getting feedback from people on what they like, what they dislike, all of the above. And what I noticed in Ohio region and up north, they're like, well, this would be great if it had more heat on the end. Like we want something more. So that ended up being a six month study of peppers. I've tried this with every single pepper you can think of. Ghost pepper was the only one that did not change the flavor. I don't know if it still is, but once upon a time, ghost pepper was the hottest pepper on the planet. Yeah, it was. And when I came out with it, people were like, are you trying to kill us? We said we wanted something hotter, not we want death. Like, right, right. <laughs> I said, but, you know, That's the one, the one sauce that burns twice, you know? <laughs> I was like, just hang in there with me. I got you. So I'm trying to change the reputation of ghost pepper with this sauce because people will see it and there's either two yeah. responses. They'll see it and they taste it and they're like, oh, that's not as bad as I thought. That's really great because it starts out sweet and then it gets a little heat on the end or they're like, I came fully prepared to die at your booth today and I didn't die and I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what you need to start doing then at your booth is just keep a jar of ghost pepper sitting right there and say, if that's what you're looking for, you know, feel free. (laughs) Here. So now it's the second, there's the Carolina Reaper now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yep. plans to go after the Carolina Reaper and put it in your sauce, or? I don't know. I've been, we've been thinking about, like, what would a expansion on the line be? We did add gluten-free last year, and some people were like, well, oh, most my. sauces are, are gluten-free now, but actually ours is not because one of the ingredients of mutt sauce is soy sauce. We don't use brown yeah. sugar. We don't use molasses. We use soy sauce, which has wheat gluten in it my wife is celiac you know has celiac disease so trust me we can't eat anything <laughs> well now you can have gluten-free mutt sauce all right all right is it That's the sweet and spicy or is it, is it the it's the sweet and spicy version okay cool. mutt sauce, yeah well it's, okay. it doesn't have a lot of heat to it i mean it's like if you added just regular pepper well that's not heat at all there you go. Yeah, it's this real time. It's not. Yeah, yeah, no. That's. I mean, pepper is like you know, damn near no flavor unless you completely cover your food in it. So. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. give me a little heat. All right. I love it. I love it. So, where do people find mutt sauce that has no pepper original version? <laughs> <laughs> And you know, what I, what I really laugh about that is that it's really funny that you went in the military because they don't season shit anyways, you know, so so you were safe with the whole pepper thing the entire ride. You know, I was like, this is the life. I can do this. I was fully prepared to roll out a whole 20 years. So you can go on muttsauce.com. It's two T's, two S's, M-U-T-T-S-S-A-U-C-E.com. 
And um, we ship to your front door. If you live in the continental United States, all four flavors are available. You can even get a case, which is a, you can get it all one flavor. You can order a combo pack, which is a little variety of every flavor. So Nice. And what are the price, price points on those? Do you remember? Right now they are on sale for five ninety nine. Oh, bottle. that's expensive. Nice. Oh, yeah. And we ship to APO addresses. A lot of times people will send us like a, hey, our loved ones is overseas. And if you put in the notes an APO address, we'll ship it for free. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well done. Well done. So, guys, go check out her sauce. I'm fixing to order some for, for my household. I think that'll be fun. Well, girl, I got to tell you, this is this has been a lot of fun having you on here. What a cool story. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, and what a cool legacy, right? I mean, to to remember your granddad that way, you know, I think it's somewhere along the line. You need to come out with a tutti fruity version just just to do the <laughs> final, you know, thanks, you know, grandpa. I think that would be really, really cool. Well, girl, here's how I how I like to wrap up every show. And I do stump some people on this, so stand by. Oh, my God. Uh, if you were going to leave the champions that listen to this show with a quote, a phrase, a mantra, or saying, something they could take with them on their journey, especially during the times where they're stacked up against it, trying to figure out, you know, how to find that grit that you found and that tenacity and, you know, to keep pushing forward, what would be that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. Humility will take you farther than money. Oh, girl, go get that put on a shirt and sell that with the Mutt Sauce logo on there. Got you. <laughs> well, that is so awesome. And, Charlinda, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing your story, and thanks for letting me be a part of your journey. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Donnie Success Champions podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our current guest today, or if you'd like to hear stories from our other guests on the show, come hang out with us on our website at successchampspodcast.com. I really appreciate you tuning in. If you need to reach out to me for any reason, you can catch me at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, the emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.